on the Mount Rushmore of Florida talk show hosts. And she's on your radio now. 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 It's the Joyce Kaufman Show on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, unfortunately, I'm trying to get everything done in here, and I'm behind schedule. There's no way I can load this sound, so we'll just, uh, we're just going to start talking. How about that? It's a talk show, for goodness sake. I should be able to talk. Anyway, I was trying to explain that to somebody the other day who was uh, asking me if I could do a particular thing on the radio, and I said, but I, I, it's not a music station. No, I, I can't. I can't do that. Um, I'm a talk station. We're on a talk station here. What we do is talk. She so said, well, what do you talk about? I love when people say that. What do you talk about? Well, um, I talk about everything. I talk about the politics of the uh, country. I talk about the social craziness that goes on in this country. I talk about anything that I want to talk about, which is a beautiful thing. You know, a lot of people have to go into work every day and they have some sort of mindless routine that they go through. They open up their desk drawer and then they check to see if, uh, you know, they they have any calls they have to return or anything like that. I, that's not my life. My life is I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, what's interesting to me today? And whatever it is, I get to talk about. Sometimes it's politics, mostly it's politics because you got to admit, this is like a circus right now, what's going on in this country. And I, um, I'm enjoying it. I, I have seen some of my favorite politicians suddenly step into the limelight. People who I thought all along needed a bigger platform, they're getting it. And uh, Marsha Blackburn would be one of them. So let me uh, share with you something that she said uh, just yesterday. Is until we close that southern border, every town's a border town, every state's a border state, because drugs, human trafficking, sex trafficking, gangs, it's all there on the southern border. Mm -hmm. So the president is right about this. Mexico needs to secure their southern border to end entry into Mexico. And then we do need to do some things there, getting uh, Border Patrol what they need to do their job. Sure. Uh, yeah, you think? That makes uh, perfect sense to me. But, of course, I'm wearing my button today that says build the wall. I found this button because, again, I'm going to tell you that what's been going on in my house over the last uh, 72 hours is absolute sheer chaos. I've had to move all of the furniture out of two rooms that are going to get new flooring. And I had no idea what a hoarder I was. There ought to be a law against accumulating stuff the rate at which I have accumulated it. So I am now, I've made this commitment. I'm going to keep it. I'm, I, I'm committed to this commitment. I am not buying anything and bringing it into my home for a period of six months. I mean, other than food, obviously, but uh, um, no stuff. No stuff, no clothes, no shoes. I have finally uh, made up in my mind that I'm parting with things that have been sitting on shelves that I look at and I love and then realize, when was the last time you put that on? Oh, 1994? 
maybe it's time to you know move around and get get past some of that so it's still pretty chaotic there my poor husband is sitting home waiting for the uh, flooring guys to show up which is always a challenge because you know they always give you a window well we'll be there sometime between nine and midnight oh great that's you know that really narrows it down uh, I, I told him you must take your phone into the bathroom with you because when they do call you you got to be on the ready so we uh, it's been pretty chaotic in there and 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 of course one of the nicest things about living in sheer chaos like that is it makes everything else seem very um much more attractive i don't want to do any more discarding so i'd rather look at show prep you know <laughs> and i i thought a lot last night about a number of things and certainly one of the things that i have been thinking about is the southern border and i am i'm frustrated um I am just frustrated. I've been looking at reports on Facebook. You know, there are all these new, well, what, I don't even know what to call them. They're citizen journalists. That's what I'll call them. From Mexico, from, um, you know, the southern border towns, from the middle of the country that have headed down to the border. Right now, my friend uh, Mark Kerkorian from the Center for Immigration Studies is down at the border with uh marguerite who is the person who does all my scheduling for center for immigration studies and even from the border where she said uh, mark and i are at the border getting fat on chips and salsa she did manage to get my guest for me at eleven thirty today i'll be speaking with um, my friend art andrew arthur who is unbelievable the story that he just broke he, last night was it's just absolutely frightening we're getting lied to Left and right, upside down, uh, the media is in collusion with the party of uh, Nancy Pelosi. And they are deceiving us at every turn. And I am, I'm sick of it. I, I look at, it can't be just incidental. They're not just accidentally forgetting to report some of these news stories that have to do with what's happening at our southern border. It's not an accident. This is deliberate. They are deliberately misleading the American people. And I am, I'm sick and tired of it. So what I've discovered is by turning off the, uh, the cable news networks, I do a lot of fact checking and, and searching out of information on my own. And there is a ton of it. There really is. One person, uh, that, that I've been following pretty steadily since, um, I guess since this latest influx of caravans, which is really disturbing to me, the idea that uh, that there are people who have organized caravans knowing full well that, uh, you know, they can get away with it. I am going to report on them. I really am. And, you know, now the president has said he's going to put, put a border czar in place. Well, I have been screaming and yelling and, and, and beseeching and begging the president to put Chris Kobach in charge of this. I don't care what you call him, call him a czar, um, get rid of Kristen Nielsen and make him the Department of Homeland Security. I don't care what his title is, but we need somebody who understands the border crisis and knows that it's a border crisis, all right? And it is a crisis. I, I hear from my friends who are on the border. Uh, the patrol, and it's frightening what they're going through. Jim Shuto, 
said that the president has now issued a threat to close the border. And I've been asking a lot of people the same question in national security. I asked the former ambassador of Mexico a short time ago. I'm just curious. Did anyone in your agency call for, make the case for, request for the closing of the border that you're aware of prior to the president's threat to do so? Chris Cabrera said, you know, not that I'm aware of. Down in my level, we don't bear too much about, hear too much about that. But what we do know is just in our area alone last week, we saw nine thousand people apprehended and that's not even counting the hundreds of thousands that are getting away from us because we don't have the manpower out there would closing the ports of entry help that because i spoke to ambassador roberta jackson she was until last year the u.s ambassador of mexico and she and others have made the point that you close the ports of entry that will chase those migrants between the ports of entry So what do you think? Now, this is pseudo asking Chris Cabrera these questions. Cabrera says, I think people are coming in legally. They're coming between the ports of entry is not really an option for them. I think it will do two things. One, it will get Congress to wake up and realize that it's time to get to work. We've been dealing with this since 2014 and nobody has lifted a finger and it's falling directly in the lap of the Border Patrol and we're struggling down here just to keep things going. On the second hand of that, if they close those ports of entry, we can use those agents to help us out in the field to get control over what's going on. It's so far out of hand, you guys wouldn't believe it if you saw it. Now that's the Border Patrol talking. Last Thursday, I got a text message from a Border Patrol agent friend of mine who said, help, send in reinforcements. It's so out of hand. And and I still have to listen to these morons on the left telling me there's no crisis, there's no problem. You know, Trump is just using this. 9,000 people apprehended in one area. How's that not a crisis? We can't even contain them anymore. So now we are literally in catch and release, just like the last administration, because what are you supposed to do? You know, if you put them in a stockade under a bridge in El Paso, you get beat up by the media. You can't do anything with them. We don't have accommodations. So we put them on buses at taxpayer expense and we ship them off to the interior. So that every state is a border state now and every state has a border crisis now. This is outrageous. And I hope that the president remembers the reason he's sitting in the White House right now is he promised to do a few things. And the first thing on that list was to secure this border. And it is anything but secure. Now, I don't know if it's so out of hand because he decided to maybe take a hand off it for a while and let the American public see what happens. But at this point, is there any, can you put this uh, genie back in the bottle? I don't think so. You have people all over the country right now. People who got on buses to Indianapolis. People who were put on buses to Cleveland. People who were put on buses to, uh, you know, uh, Arkansas, wherever they said they wanted to go. So who's, who's watching, who's watching out for us? That's what my question is. If it's not the president, it's not the uh, politicians in Washington, because it's not, then we better be watching out for ourselves. The uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Kirsten Nielsen, says that she will return more migrants to Mexico. They're moving more of officers to the border. 
to record the arrival of Central American migrants and is sending more migrants back to Mexico before their U.S. courtroom pleas for asylum. She has directed the Customs and Border Protection Agency to return hundreds of additional migrants per day above current rates to Mexico, consistent with U.S. law and humanitarian obligations. This increase in returns shall include individuals apprehended or encountered at or between ports of entry. Moreover, the agency is directed to plan for an expansion of MPP beyond the locations in which it currently operates in California and Texas. So they're going to accelerate the relocation, reallocation of up to 750 officers to Border Patrol sectors that are affected by the emergency. They're looking at 2,000 personnel coming into that area. Now, when migrants are sent back to Mexico to wait for their asylum hearings, they cannot get U.S. jobs. So they cannot pay off their debts to the cartel affiliate coyotes who brought them to the border. And if they cannot repay the debts, the migrants will lose the farms and the houses that they provided as collateral to the cartel's lenders. The impact and the news of economic losses may reduce the next wave of migrants. And therefore, the cartel's labor trafficking business dries up. Does it sound cruel? Does it sound like they have any alternative? Does it sound like we have any alternative? This is the fault of the left. End of story. All right, we got to take a break. Stay right where you are. There's plenty more coming your way. Unbelievable. So, uh, you know, this is a strategy that might work, returning more migrants to Mexico, because first and foremost, um, Congress can't stop it. You know, these guys are, are insane in Congress. If it, if it has any bearing on the president's uh, success, they Im- uh, immediately fight it. But the strategy uh, by the Department of Homeland Security to return these migrants cannot be stopped by the uh, Congress. The, it, and what it does is it attacks their labor trafficking business by preventing migrant workers from getting jobs. And when they're sent back to Mexico to wait for their asylum hearings, <laughs> it begins a whole wrecking ball against the cartel's uh, businesses. They are to return, they've been directed to return hundreds of additional migrants per day. Hundreds is still a lot less than the thousands who are arriving each day to accept, um, you know, this. Uh, t- well, basically, Congress has given them an offer. Come to the United States through all these legal loopholes. We're not going to shut them. You can say that uh, you're seeking asylum here. Here's what you say. I mean, we have literally um, members of Congress who are advising migrants on how to evade the law. You know, these Luis Gutierrez guys uh, are really offensive to me. Isn't it fascinating how, you know, Elon Omar, the Minnesota congresswoman, wanted to question dual loyalty from Jewish members of Congress. But nobody ever asks, why do these uh, Hispanic American congresspersons all take the position uh, against the United States? And instead, take a position for Central America or Mexico. Let me tell you that even when they put the people on the border, 
uh, to dismiss the amount of people coming in. They're having a tough time doing it. You know, now they're reacting. Uh, the business owners are reacting. MSNBC goes down and asks like the McDonald's people, you know, oh, what? how's this going to affect your business if they close the border? I don't care. How about that? Nobody cares. What we're concerned about is the safety of our nation. Because when we have unbridled immigration coming across the border and we have no idea who these people are, we are allowing in gang members, we're allowing in uh, potential terrorists. We have no idea. These aren't even Mexican immigrants anymore. These are people coming from South America, Central America, uh, the Middle East. They're just using this opportunity to get here. No question in my mind that the president's going to have to do something very unpopular. And you know what? Who better? He doesn't care if you like him. He doesn't care if I like him. He doesn't care if Ann Coulter likes him. He doesn't care. He has a job to get done, and he's getting it done. That's all. Listen, you got uh, all kinds of delays and, and, and you know, this, this amazingly media savvy group of uh, congresspersons who have decided to, to pick this as their fight going into the 2020 election. Good luck with that. Just good luck with it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I have a lot more to say. Um, well, that's what they pay me to do anyway is talk. And I said, enjoy it while you can because one day she won't be two, she'll be 42. And that day arrived for me. Um, and, and it's just amazing, uh, you know, that I have a, a kid older than me, I guess, ostensibly she's not, but there's probably plenty of you out there who feel the same thing that I just keep, I keep getting better. I don't keep getting older. Uh, and it's just, if my kids continue to get older though, eventually I will have to grow old with them. Um, I'm seriously considering going down to the border. I have not gone down to the border since 2015 was the last time I was down there. I was there in 2009. I was there in 2011. I was there in 2012. I was there in 2014 and, uh, and then 2015 and I have not been back. I think it's time. First and foremost, this is a massive story. This is a story that's not being told fairly. You know, for the first time, I'm watching some of these uh, na cable news networks, you know, that have never bothered to talk about Brexit and what's going on with Theresa May in England. But the border has heated up to such a level that now mm, they're talking about uh, Brexit. They're talking about Joe Biden. And, and by the way, I really do have to weigh in on this whole Biden thing, because the more I think about it, the more um, while it is always wonderful to see the left hoisted on their own petard, which is, you know, they invented this whole uh, Me Too uh, uh, movement. And, uh, you know, it was all the Democrat politicians who said, no, women must be believed, immediately believed, you know, and now they're stuck with it, right? You know, now, how do you not believe them? Although yesterday on that uh, caterwauling uh, hyena show, The View, I saw some sound bites coming off of that, and they were all like defending Joe Biden. You know, it's fascinating. The uh, lieutenant governor... In Virginia is still sitting in office, but uh, 
the two women who accused him of sexual abuse and one of actual rape, um, you know, apparently nobody believes them. We just have to believe Dr. Christine Blasey Ford because we didn't want just Judge Kavanaugh to become Justice Kavanaugh. It's the hypocrisy that just rankles me, right? You know, just have the same rules for everybody. I have the same rules for everybody. I did not automatically believe anybody who made a uh, a statement about an event that took place like 30 years ago uh, that nobody else could confirm. I'm sorry. It's not that I disbelieve her. It's just that I have no proof and therefore I'm not going to, you know, go out of my way to, to, you know, to convince myself that I have to believe her. But let me tell you what I, my feeling about this whole Joe Biden thing. Because now everybody's rushing up to say, oh, Joe is just a close talker and he's just a, a warm and, and convivial guy. He is just a, you know, a, a touchy feely kind of guy. Yes, I, I believe that. I don't think that Joe Biden is a sexual pervert. I really don't, especially at his age now. He might, maybe when he was younger, but I don't think that's what this is about. I think Joe Biden um, is still of the generation that basically I'm from. Uh, he's even a little older than me, so it's the generation before that believed that if you wanted to comfort or or, or uh, be nice to somebody, that a hug was okay. When I began teaching, we were taught, all right, in classes that children needed to be touched. Children needed a warm embrace. They needed to be rewarded positively, you know, with a pat on the shoulder, a kiss to the top of their head. Those were things that we were like taught. And then lo and behold, I'm 10 or 15 years into my teaching career and they go, don't touch any children. You're not allowed to touch them. Don't touch them. Don't make them uncomfortable. Don't hug them. You know, and I'm like, well, wait a second. How could something be so right and now be so wrong? You know, what's going on here? And what began to happen is because of a handful of people who misuse their authority and touch people in ways that are inappropriate, those of us who are simply loving on people and hugging on people are now questioned. And so in order to not be questioned, you just can't touch anybody, all right? Joe Biden, there's a lot, I, I think Joe Biden would make a horrible president. Let me not, um, you know, minimize my frustration at him being the most likely person to challenge uh, Donald Trump effectively i mean there are a lot of contenders but i think joe biden probably sits at the top of the pile he might be able to win back some of those middle class white male voters that the democratic party just seems to want to discard they still make up a majority of americans so i think they need a candidate who appeals to them he's also leftist the liberal i don't know what they want and now they're trying to you know basically turn him into some kind of sexual predator come on guys really really I mean, I, that that's such a reach. I, I heard all of the uh, comments by this Flores from Nevada. You know, first and foremost, she's a big time Bernie Sanders supporter. So she don't want Joe Biden in the race. She don't want anybody in the race. I'm sure if she had ever had an encounter with Beto, it would be the same. You know, she'd be making a fuss about that. The, the bottom line is I have had a change of heart about the whole hair sniffing thing first and foremost i came into work yesterday and sharina said people smell her hair all the time so i thought okay they come up behind her and smell her hair i guess it's not that weird so i went home and i asked my husband 
I said, let me ask you, do you find it odd for a man to come up behind a female who they're in some kind of, you know, public situation with, not alone, they're out in public and, uh, you know, put their arm, hands on the person's shoulder and sniff their hair and kiss the top of their head. And he goes, well, if there's something wrong with that, then I'm guilty. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, that is actually a, an affection, a sign of affection. It's not necessarily sexual. Now, I suppose it could be if I'm alone in my house with my husband and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in uh, my underwear and he does that. It's probably more than just affection. Well, it's very affectionate. Let's put it that way. But I have seen him do that to our kids, to our daughters and sons. He will hold on to their shoulders and it doesn't really kiss the boys because he's old school, you know, you don't kiss the boys. But he, he kisses our daughters on the head, on the forehead. He kisses them on the cheek. He, he's, he's loving to my friends. If I have a friend come over and, and, and they come to me with a problem, they know they can lean on my husband as well. You know, he pastors and, and there's not a congregant in our congregation who wouldn't rush up and hug him and, and expect him to hug them if they were feeling, uh, you know, abandoned or blue or lost a job or lost a relationship. I mean, I think we've gone so far off the deep end that we've now turned even innocent affection into some sort of sexual predator. You know, there's a big difference between sexual predation and affection. And if we can't discern the difference, if, if Miss Flores really was so uncomfortable that day, um, what prevented her from turning to the vice president and saying, you know, I'd really prefer that you not touch me, you know, um, please, uh, you know, don't kiss me, especially in a public setting. I'm uncomfortable with that. But she didn't do that. You know, she sat on it for years four years i think you know i think it was in 2014 that that this is supposed to have taken place so it didn't bother her until she realized that it might knock her candidate out of the uh nomination process i guess and that's just that's just bs as the the president used the whole term i'm just going to say bs because he can get away with it i'll lose my job and I don't want to live in a in a world, I've said this before, I don't want to live in a world where we can't hug one another. I hate what's happened in the workplace with my male colleagues unable to even tell me if I look good. I, I think it's it's really, it's like the Sharia. You know, should I put on a hijab so they don't notice I have pretty hair? I don't know what, what we want, what we're trying to turn ourselves into. But we used to have very collegial um, relationships at workplaces, very, very little inappropriate. There's always been that guy, always. There's always going to be that guy, right? But is Joe Biden that guy? I don't think so. You know, you know that guy. Everybody knows that guy. Now, is Joe Biden creepy? Absolutely. But let me tell you who else is creepy. Donald Trump. Okay? Donald Trump can be real creepy. But I don't think he means anything harmful. You know, uh, he may say some really outrageous things, but I don't think he does those things. You know, I think he is into the impact. He's a reality television personality. He's into the impact and he's doing very well. 
You know, he's impacted everybody to the point of that he's the target of all of their aggression. And while they're aiming all of their barbs at him and launching all these investigations against him, he's just quietly changing things. Watch him shut down the border next. He's got you all talking about, uh, you know, whatever. While he is diminishing regulations, while he is uh, putting judges on the courts, everybody's looking at the shiny thing, and he's busy with the in what it's what's in his other hand that really matters. And I, I'm here to tell you, I don't want to see Joe Biden uh, get the nomination because he is the one candidate that I find scary. You know, not scary because he's a sexual predator at age seventy something. But scary because he actually could win some of the votes that uh, Donald Trump stole from the independents and, and even from Democrats. Uh, so I find him scary. Not only I, I find his philosophy scary. He's a left wing, old fashioned liberal. You know, he'd like nothing better than uh, universal health care, universal child care, universal education. You know, uh, let's get the rich to pay for everything, even though now he's one of the rich. I mean, you know, I have a lot of disagreements with Joe Biden. But for me to sit here on the air and tell you that I think that Joe Biden is a sexual pervert, that would be a lie. Yes. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. Um, I think it is. It's time for me to go down to the border. And just see for myself, the reports that I'm getting are just, they're frightening. And I, I don't want to, well, yeah, I do want to scare you. Because if, if it doesn't, uh, if it doesn't scare you, it should be scaring you. There is a, um, a story out today about a Texas woman, you know, thousands of illegal crossings daily, right? So all these residents who live in the Rio Grande Valley are seeing the increase. I mean, it's not just Border Patrol agents. So a surveillance video taken in Mission, Texas. This is, you know, how people have ring. I have ring, you know, and you can look and see who's at your door and all the rest of that. So this woman in Mission, Texas, her, uh, her, her whatever you call it, ring camera, recorded a group of about 16 people jumping a fence of a home inside a gated community. It's a crazy video. I think I should put it up on the website. Um, and it tells you everything you need to know about how wide open our border is and that illegals are ignoring the Border Patrol's demands that they not cross. You got adults with small children coming through a hole in the border fence and then through a fence in water. Then the immigration policy has, has actually now incentivize people to bring kids with them because it increases their chances of being released into America. So I think it's a form of child abuse to be dragging these kids through these dangerous situations with these dangerous uh, human smugglers. According to, to The Hill, releasing anyone who brings his or her child into the U.S. has incentivized the smuggling of children and enabled an increasingly large share of new illegal aliens to get past the border and embed themselves in our society. 
It's unbelievable. Then we have another video here that was uh, an ABC News video. A family of asylum seekers attempting to cross through a hole under the border wall near Yuma, Arizona, despite this, uh, the uh, Customs and Border Patrol agents screaming at them. And a woman who makes it to the U.S. side is separated from her sister's family. So let me ask you a question. If this is not a crisis, what the hell is it? What do we call it? An event? An occurrence? You should see this stuff that I'm looking at in these videos. This is a video my husband shot this evening leaving from Farm West of Mission, Texas. 300 plus people a day get bussed from this location. One bus in the morning, one bus at noon, and one bus in the evening. Towards the end of the video, you'll see the useless border wall that's been in place since late 2007, early 2008. That, I was down there that year. It's useless because there are no gates on it. Just huge gaping spaces every quarter of a mile or so because President Obama halted the construction when he took office. You'll see a Border Patrol agent step into the clearing so the illegals can see he's there waiting for them. What you don't see is the other Border Patrol agent on the other side of the wall with another 125 or so people waiting for a bus. My husband stopped recording because he didn't want the agent's face shown in the video. This is an everyday thing. Hundreds of illegals crossing just at this one location. The RGV is at a breaking point. That's the Rio Grande Valley. Our Border Patrol needs help. If you look at these videos... I mean, it's on one hand, it's heartbreaking. On the other hand, it's infuriating. Something has to happen, you know. And if the president has to do it without them, without Congress, then he has to do it. That's all. I mean, I, I can't even imagine allowing this to go on any longer. We are uh, a laughing stop. Oh, I'm getting a lot of f feedback here. About the, my Joe Biden defending old creepy Joe. Uh, no doubt Joe is a dirtbag and stupid. He is a white male and use them somehow to placate white males into feeling like they're still relevant in the Democrat Party so they vote for Democrats. We call that being used. Well, if it feels this good being used, go ahead and use them till you use them up and Donald Trump gets reelected. How about that, Dennis? <laughs>